What's up everybody, it's Aaron and Patricia, my name is Aaron. My name is Patricia. And uh, you guys are big as everybody, we've got a load of technical difficulties at the minute, so uh, we're just trying to fight for them. And, uh, but uh, if you want to find me on uh, Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Show. Twitter is at AaronMetaShow. Uh, also, if you want to find me on Tumblr, it's AaronMeta.tumblr.com. And if you want to find me on Instagram, it's uh, at AaronMetaShow as well. Um, Patricia, how are you doing? I'm doing... I'm pretty well, thank you. Okay, you're still breaking up, but uh, we'll still go and try and get through it as best as we can. Um, so, um, what we're going to do is, uh, this is None of the Above 2020. So, for those of you who do not know the history of None of the Above 2020, it is where we talk to you about the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. And uh, given that we're kind of a bit out of touch, and given that the fact that we're in our 30s, we're not really too inclined with what uh, the kids of today are kind of in. So, uh, basically what we're going to do is, uh, we're going to go through all the nominations of the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards... Uh, and see uh, which ones we recognize or which ones we think are going to win. And if, uh, yeah, if we can't find one that is, we just call it none of the above. So uh, pretty straightforward. And so, I mean, for those of you who are probably not familiar with Nickelodeon and uh, are still kind of like inversed in Tartu Network or Disney Channel or whatever that is, um, it was that TV channel that uh, was once uh, really good back in the 90s, you know, promise, pinkies were. But, uh, I mean, uh, nowadays, I think Nickelodeon has kind of taken a really big turn for the worst, really, I think, in, at least in the last decade. So. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So this time around, we're going to be discussing about um, the nominations for the upcoming Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Awards, which will be airing on March 20th. And it's going to be having Chance the Rapper as the host. So usually around this time, we look through the nominations and for the most part, Aaron and I, we say none of the above because we just have absolutely no interest in any of the other choices. So that's okay. why we always call it none of the above. And then we put in the year that. And you can tell about the line is because I just explained all of that in the last, in the last 30 minutes. So, uh, <laughs> so sorry, ba people, we're just going to get through it. So uh, let's just see how far we can get into this. So, um, okay. So let's just talk about um, some of the things that's going to be happening on this. So uh, as we explained, Chance the Rapper is going to be hosting it, which is uh, okay. And uh, but then also we got some people like uh, John Cena, DJ Khalid, Blake Shelton, Nick Jonas, and Mark Wahlberg are also going to be involved in this as well, which is really strange because you think John Cena has had such a history with Nickelodeon. Why do you think he wouldn't be the host of the show? I I mean, wasn't he a host at one point? Yeah, but um, I mean, like, uh, wouldn't you think he'd be a regular at this point? Oh, you mean, you mean kind of like how Rosie O'Donnell was a regular for like a few years, like almost a decade. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just like thinking, oh, maybe we should give other people a chance or, you know, whoever is popular at the time. You know, it's kind of funny because around the 2000s, you know, depending on who the host was, it like, um, you know, depending on what was out at the time, like, you know, there was that one year in which like Mike Myers and Cameron Diaz were the host to promote Shrek 2. And, you know, uh, there, there was this other host that was there because they wanted to promote this other movie or TV show. So, yeah, maybe Chance the Rapper is really popular with the kids i'm not sure i have no idea but uh, anyway um so billy eilish i believe is also going to be here uh, nickelodeon kid choices was as well i believe um yes yeah, she is yeah, she is going to be now so uh, i mean like i mean i'm really surprised she wasn't gonna be hosting given the fact that she's you know she's basically walked away with loads of grammys i think she did uh, recently did she or uh, i know it's because she's uh, been named sorry it's because she's been named for the bond theme that's right, she is yeah. named for the Bond theme. Okay, yeah, the youngest sorry. person to ever be named for the Bond theme. Mm -hmm. So, um, so well, I guess she's going to be performing it again, I guess. But, uh, I mean, uh, so, or else she's going to do something else, I'm not too sure. But, uh, you know, it's like, it's amazing because, uh, I mean, I know some people don't like Billie Eilish, but I think the only reason people don't like her is because they, they, it's not her, their kind of style. I mean, it's not like Billie Eilish would have like, disappeared into the metal scene, I would have thought. But, uh, no, she's uh, still still mainstream. At this point, and uh, some people just kind of like uh, don't get why, but uh, I think she's cool. So okay, okay. So uh, anyway, with that just uh, being what it is, uh, let's just go straight into the nominations for the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards 2020. So uh, Patricia, are you ready? 
Yeah, let's do it. Okay. For television, we're going to go into the favorite kids' TV shows. And so for this, this includes a series of unfortunate events, all that, bunked, it's Harry Danger, uh, Henry Danger, sorry, Power Rangers, Beast Morphers, and Raven's Home. Hmm. That's actually really interesting. So uh, we essentially have a few Nickelodeon shows there. We have um, all that, and we have Power Rangers, Beast Morphers, and Henry Danger. Yeah. So, hmm. I mean, like, I think that it's going to be a toss-up between, I think... Henry Danger or all that, I think. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, uh, I think it is going to be the Henry Danger or all that, I think. And uh, I think, like, I mean, can you see Raven's Home winning this thing? Like, mm, prob- Probably not. Uh, I-, I think we actually did, when we were in Atlanta, we actually did catch an episode of Raven's Home, like, on a hotel TV once. And um, I don't know. Did I mean, did, what, did, what, did we, what did we initially thought of it when we watched it? Uh, we didn't really think much of it, really. We just thought, oh, hey, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, it's this thing. So okay. Yeah, and I think afterwards we saw, uh, what was it, Skyscraper? With Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, it was, and uh, so I and uh, yeah, we, we we enjoyed Skyscraper more than we did Raven's Home. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, uh, so I guess we're gonna go with either. I think I'll go with all that. I think all that's probably gonna take it. I think. Yeah, I think all that's gonna take it too. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, so uh, next one is a favorite family TV show. Uh, is so the nominees are Fuller House, Modern Family, Stranger Things, uh, The Big Bang Theory, The Flash, and Young Sheldon. When was Stranger Things a family friendly show? Uh, apparently, it is now. So, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of strange because I, I never watched Stranger Things, so I never really kind of like. Uh, got that into it so i can't be i'm gonna be honest with that kind of so i mean uh, i guess we probably go with like uh, maybe modern families probably or f- yeah i think modern family because modern family is in its last season if you can believe it mm-hmm. and they've been on the air for like almost yeah like almost uh 12 13 years i mean it was like one of the biggest shows on abc so I'm probably going to say Modern Family for sure. Because, let's see, Fuller House is on Netflix. And, um, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I don't really hear a lot of people talking about Fuller House. Uh, Being Big Bang Theory, um, I'm surprised that that's still on the air. Uh, Young Sheldon, I don't really, I mean, you know, I don't really hear people talking too much about that. I mean, I guess maybe The Flash, I do hear a lot, you know, more people talking about that. But I'm probably going to choose Modern Family. Yeah, I mean, Modern Family, I mean, wasn't that kind of the show that kind of replaced Family Guy? I mean, so not Family Guy, sorry, the show that replaced um, Malcolm in the Middle? What? Yeah, I, I guess you could say that, because uh, Modern Family is essentially a modern family. You have, you know, um, uh, you, you have basically, like, a whole bunch of families coming together. You have a gay couple, you have, uh, a you know, a regular white guy with a Hispanic woman, and they have a son together, and, um, you know, it's, it's essentially, like, you're getting to see you know, how the, this family lives and, you know, it tackled in a whole bunch of things that, you know, not a lot of sitcoms did back then. So it was definitely a, a huge achievement. And the fact that it's running its last season, um, you know, it just goes to show you that, you know, of how hugely popular it was, you know, it, I think it was on the air like around 2007 or eight or something. Yeah. And yeah. now, you know, so now it's, you know, uh, ending now, Ow, and it's like, yeah, I mean, this show, I think, I think this show definitely deserves a win. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, favorite reality show um, is uh, America's Dot Talent, American Ninja Warrior, America's Funniest Home Videos, MasterChef Junior, The Masked Singer, and The Voice. Oh, boy. Okay, so we essentially have two singing competitions, um, an athletic competition, a show where they have funny videos, a cooking competition, and another singing competition with a celebrity who is hiding behind a mask. And the judges are trying to figure out who it is. Um, that's really tough um, because, you know, some of these shows I do enjoy. I, I like watching American Ninja Warrior, and I, I enjoy watching uh, The Masked Singer and MasterChef Junior. America's Funniest Home Videos is funny at points, but it's kind of hit and miss for me. So, I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Aaron? I mean, uh, I would say there's an argument to be made for America's Funniest Home Videos to be kind of like uh, maybe. I mean, have they have they had a good have they had a good year this year? America's Funniest Home Videos, like. Uh... I don't really know, to be quite honest, because I know that, um, you know, they did a little bit of a, 
you know, a rearrangement of how their their show is structured. From what I understand, I mean, they're in their thirtieth season, so they've been on the the, the air for like thirty years. Yeah. And um, I, I know that you know they've had their fair share of hosts over the years. You know, first we had Bob Saget, and then it was switched over to um, Maria Menudo's and uh, her other co-host. I forget who it was. Then it was Tom Bergeron, who was the host for like over 10 years. And now we have Alfonso Ribeiro, um, otherwise known as Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So, yeah, I mean, the fact that it's still on the air for 30 years, I mean, that just goes to show you about like how still popular the show is. So, I mean, as for how it's going on now, I mean, I haven't seen the show in ages, so I'm not sure. Yeah, so I think it's, uh, I mean, like, uh, also Ninja Warrior, I mean, like, I, I heard it make a bit of buzz for a while, but uh, not really heard like, much else from it since, really. Like, uh, I, I think it, it, I think it depends on who is participating in it because if there's like a person who wants to compete in American Ninja Warrior and if they had this really great story behind them and if they succeed or if they fail that they try again then I think that it's going to get people more invested maybe but I just think that uh, with um, some of these shows that we're seeing here like uh, I mean America's Got Talent I think is obviously a, a, a staple I think in American TV because I mean you look on YouTube and like uh, there, there's tons and tons of clips of America's Got Talent and uh, you know when it's oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So social media is always buzzing with it too so I mean like uh, I mean get, I think if I had to go on that I think I'll say America's Got Talent is probably going to probably take it because keep this in mind this is an online poll keep in mind so like if uh, enough people like online are watching these clips and then all of a sudden going to Kids' Choice Awards and saying, oh, hey, I just watched that just before. Maybe I'll select that. You know? Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. I'm going to choose The Masked Singer because it's currently, like, the biggest, um, most popular show going on on Fox. And, you know, it's like, you know, this singer is who's under a mask and they're singing a whole bunch of songs and nobody knows who it is. It's like it's generating a bunch of buzz on social media trying to guess on who the singer is based off of clues and based off of their personalities and stuff like that. So maybe it could be that show. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, like, uh, you mean there's something good on Fox that isn't The Simpsons? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, nice to have one there once every 30 years, I guess. Okay, um, favorite TV hosts. Um, the nominees are Ellen DeGeneres, uh, John Cena, Nick Cannon, Ryan Seacrest, Terry Crews, and Tiffany Haddish. Mm. Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> this is tough because... I okay. I have I haven't seen John and Cena's uh, version of "Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader." I, I I'm more familiar with the original host of it, Jeff Foxworthy. So I I don't know how John Cena is hosting it. I mean, I am familiar with the show. Let's see, Nick Cannon. Um, you know, he's he does a pretty decent job at you know hosting the Masked Singer, and you know, Ryan Seacrest has been doing American Idol for a very long time, so we know how he's doing. Um, as for the other ones i haven't seen them i haven't seen ellen's game of games i haven't seen america's got talent here's the thing about ellen's generous i mean like i think it will boil down to this how many people care that ellen generous sat next to george w bush during a super bowl game i don't think a lot of people should even care i think oh this is where it's going to come down to that i think we're generous i think like uh, if she loses i mean obviously they don't like go i'm not sure do do they announce the do they actually announce like who got how many votes i think it's uh nickelodeon choice awards now or do they just like say oh hey this person just won yeah, okay. I think they just say this person just won. Yeah. Yeah, like I like to see how I would actually like to see behind the curtain and see how badly Ellen DeGeneres actually, you know, if she if she does lose, how badly, you know, like I don't know if she's uh, lost. Yeah, her. yeah. I mean, keep in mind, like she's the, she's the popular daytime television host as well, you know, along with doing Ellen's Game of Games. So exactly, yeah. She she re- she essentially like replaced Oprah as like one of the de facto, you know, uh, talk shows that you see around the like the afternoons. So yeah. Yeah, so I think well, let's have a look and see how far that goes. And uh, but if I had to go with somebody, I mean, like uh, maybe maybe if the mass singer is probably going to win, you know, the uh, uh, the favorite reality show, maybe 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 uh, Nick Cannon's got a got a show in for this, maybe. 
So. Maybe, or maybe because of John Cena, you know, people loving him so much, maybe he'll win. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I think ever since, here's the thing about this. I think ever since he's disappeared from wrestling and gone to like, he, I think he's done some like you know movies in China and things like that. I think some of his stocks kind of like you know kind of gone down a little bit. I mean, I don't know. Again, I've never seen him in Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, so I, I have no idea what's in that regard. But in regards to like you know worldwide fame, I mean, like uh, I'm sure some people will recognize the name John Cena, but not everybody. And uh, yeah, the, the more you're out, true. the more you're out of the worldwide sphere. I mean, like uh, the uh, less you know, people are going to kind of know about you. So, and as far as I'm aware, Kids Choice Award is a worldwide poll. So, like, uh, we, have, we have no idea where to what to think at this point. But anyway, uh, uh, very true, very true. Okay, yeah, th- this uh, is re- this is really tough. Yeah, it is tough, but at least it's not not none of the above. So, <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. I mean, but hey. We're still early, so well, yeah, you never know. There's all plenty to go here in this hour, so don't worry too much about that. Anyway, um, favorite animated series. Uh, the nominees are, once again, Alvern and the Chipmunks, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, Teen Titans Go, The Amazing World of Gumball, The Loud House, and The Simpsons. <laughs> if Teen Titans Go won for Best Animated Show, oh man, I can assure you that everybody on social media is going to flip out. Um, it'll have redeemed itself. I think we'll definitely say that. I mean, let's let's say this about uh, Teen Titans Go. I mean, um, I'm only saying this from what fans have told me, but apparently the show Teen Titans Go was very poorly received when it first started. Then the movie came out, and then people started buzzing about it because it kind of took a new take on it. And then from what I understand, the new episodes have actually been kind of better than the old ones. So. Oh, well, yeah, I've been hearing a lot about that too, but I didn't know that the newer episodes have gotten better, so... That's what I've been told. I don't know that for a fact. I don't watch Teen Titans Go. It's not in my demographic. Yeah, I've never. I mean, I've only watched like one episode a long time ago. That was when I was in Orlando and I was getting ready to go to uh, MegaCon with my cousin. And um, I think I just saw like little clips, like, you know, of it. And then I saw like one episode. And then after that, I just like left. So that's the only time I've seen Teen Titans go. So I really don't know where this series has gone. I haven't even seen the movie. Yet. Well, in regards to the movie, apparently I've, I've read reviews and it's supposed to be really good. So like, uh, maybe it's going to be like, uh, I'm thinking of doing like a, a series at some point where I kind of like, I see all the movies that I finally, like I said, I get rounds to seeing and then I've, you know, but I've never had time to do and like maybe calling it, I think calling it Aaron's finally saw, maybe, I don't know, but uh, something like that. <laughs> but uh, I mean, like uh so um in regards to the teen titans go that's definitely on the list at some point but uh, in regards to like if i'm going to see it anytime soon i've got to walk on that one to be honest with you and plus it's, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. it's not equivalent to our upcoming series that we're about to announce so uh, but uh, we'll announce that at a later date when we've uh, got plans for you but uh, um so unfortunately it does fall into that category but uh, i think if i had to pick one i mean like uh, i mean i guess you could say spongebob squarepants is probably the safe bet because you know nickelodeon of course, I mean, of course. <laughs> yeah I mean, SpongeBob has been winning, you know, every, they, they've won this award for over a decade. So, I mean, it's kind of like a joke saying like, you know, the votes are rigged because SpongeBob wins every year. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but here's the thing, like, you know, um, you know, any nominated show that uh, SpongeBob was paired with just wasn't as popular. Or if it was popular, it wasn't as huge as a juggernaut compared to SpongeBob. So things have changed now. I mean, well, we my, have the Loud my, House. Mind you, Patricia, what, what if the Loud House wins? Oh, if the Loud House wins, then that's going to be a major change for sure. Because, yeah. you know, SpongeBob has been in under hot water recently because of, um, you know, uh, the third SpongeBob movie that's going to be coming out, and as well as the spinoff Camp Coral, which everybody is really angry about. Because, if, um, from what I understand, Stephen Hilleberg has said in an interview that one of the things that he does not want SpongeBob to have is multiple spinoffs because he doesn't see that, um, he doesn't want to see like his characters degrade into anything lower. And then when he died, it's like, Hey, we're going to do Camp Coral as our next spin-off. We're going to release another SpongeBob movie. So it's like people just found it disgusting. Like they're just desecrating his legacy. Like, oh, there's a third SpongeBob movie and now there's going to be a spin-off that Steven Hillenburg didn't want. So, you know, who knows? Maybe that might like kind of break people away from voting for SpongeBob. I don't want to spook Hey Arnold fans by saying this, and uh, you know, uh, shout out to Greg by the way because he's, uh, you know, he's, he's been an awesome guy doing these Nickelodeon anniversary, these Hey Arnold anniversary shows. But uh, I'm worried that one day that you know, um, Greg Barlow will not be on this earth anymore, and Nickelodeon might get the idea of basically doing this really crazy stuff with his with his uh, with his show, and uh, that's that's what that's what kind of scares me the most a little bit, really. 
uh, well, I'd say, you know, yeah. like... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not to say I can't have any like, other Galaxy know, shows, but, you know, it's like, it's... Uh, that's all worries about me, like, you know, yeah. oh, hey, the, the creators died, oh, like, let's do this in their memory, you know, like, uh, it's, uh, yeah, and then it ends up being nothing like what the original, you know, show was supposed to be about, and it's completely oh, yeah. the point entirely. Yeah. Like, uh, if, you're, if you recall, Tom and Jerry, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, where they did it in honor of Gene Wilder's passing, and you look how bad that tur- that turned out. That was a mess. Like you know, I think uh, I think even Roald, yeah, I think even Roald Dahl will probably uh, be the one who probably would have he probably would have burned the animation studios to the ground. I probably imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's just, yeah, that yeah. Was terrible. We'll talk about that movie when we get uh, later on in the Roald Dahl yeah. retrospective. Look, I, I know we are, we now live in the area where Cadbury's chocolate is now being mixed with Oreos, but come on, guys, there's some things that just don't go together. Okay, you know, it's <laughs> like uh, yeah. Anyway, so I guess we're going to go with SpongeBob SquarePants, I guess, in this. Uh, I guess, but... No, secret, I mean, Secretly, I'd like the Loud House to win. Yeah, you know what? Let's <laughs> just say that we're going to vote for the Loud House, but we know deep in our hearts that SpongeBob is going to win. Yeah, okay. Okay, moving on. Um, the next is the favorite female TV star, and the nominees include Candice Cameron Bohr, which, uh, who's uh, DJ Tanner Fuller, Fuller House, um, Ella Anderson, who plays Piper Hart in Henry Danger. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven in Stranger Things. Uh, Peyton List, who plays Emma Ross in Bunked. Uh, Raven, who plays Raven Baxter in Raven's Home. And uh, Rielis Downs, who plays Charlotte Page in Henry Danger. Uh, who do we think is going to take this one away? Uh, well, knowing Nickelodeon, they're probably going to cast it to one of the uh, actors from Henry Danger. Probably, because, yeah. you know, that show is yeah because that show is still popular and nick upfront recently announced that they're doing a spin-off of henry danger without dan schneider because of all the allegations that dan schneider was in so mm-hmm. i wouldn't be surprised if one of them would be you know would win the um the orange blimp but um you know i, I mean i think millie bobby brown would definitely be on my list for the winner but i know that one of these women from henry danger is gonna win well, we don't know yet, so, uh, I mean, like, uh, we'll, we'll find out soon enough. And, and given the fact that I don't know Henry Danger all that well, I'm, I mean, I personally am going to go with none of the above, but uh, we're just basically going to say, you know, one of the Henry Danger people. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, favorite male TV star. The nominees include uh, Abraham Rodriguez, who plays uh, Nate Silver, the Gold Ranger in Power Rangers Beast Morphers. Uh, Caleb McLaughlin, who plays uh, Lucas Sinclair in Stranger Things. Uh, Jace Norman, who plays uh, Henry Hart uh, slash Kid Danger in Henry Danger. Uh, Jim Parsons, who plays uh, Sheldon Cooper in The Big Bang Theory. Uh, Joshua Bassett, who plays Ricky in High School Music, High School Musical The Musical The Series. Oh my god, that, that exists. And uh, Karen yes. Bra, who plays Ravi Boss in Bunked. So, yes, um, it does exist. So High School Musical, the musical, the series is in Disney+. Plus. Okay, then. So, um, so it's a musical. So I'm assuming it's on a stage, and then it's, like, done in, like, a series of shows? I'm, I'm it, it, from that. It, I mean, it's, 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 it's essentially like the High School Musical movies, except it's in a TV series format. Right, but why is it the why is it High School Musical the musical? Uh, I don't understand that. Like, it wouldn't I don't be, understand would, that. Wouldn't it just be High either. School Musical the series? Like that would be it's unless it's a typo. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. Like that's weird. Anyway, but if I were to guess from you know the votes, I clearly think that Jace Norman is going to win because it's Henry Danger, yeah. and you know how you know. But I, I mean, if I had to choose, I'm just going to have to. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, and so uh, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I think it probably will be Jace Norman. I think probably because yeah, you know but that. exactly. Yeah. I, th- I think probably with this, I think they kind of like making him the like the guy. I think for Nickelodeon now that uh, Jojo Siwa seems to be kind of like uh, you know taking a taking a bit of a, of a backseat. I think they're going to try and position Jace Norman as like the the human face of Nickelodeon that isn't SpongeBob. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, like. I mean, Henry Danger is like the most popular sitcom at Nickelodeon. Nothing else could compare. Yeah, um, but it's kind of sad, really, because if, you, if you go spin-off. through, if you go through like all top tens of things, like you know, in the last decade, Henry Danger doesn't even register with anybody. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't register with anybody at all. Because I mean, this is at the point at which like Dan Schneider just clearly ran out of ID. I mean, you know, he went from the Amanda Show to Drake and Josh to iCarly. 
I mean, no, Zoe 101, then iCarly, and then he just kind of like took a spiral downwards with Sam and Cat, and then James Shakers, and now Henry Danger. And yeah, and then the allegations came along, and then they were like scrambling. It's like, you know, with Dan Schneider gone, I mean, like none of the other live action shows could even compete. Let's do a spinoff of it, even without Dan Schneider, because hey, we still, you know, Dan Schneider doesn't have the rights to what we do, so yeah. yeah. I mean, like, how how far can they go with, like, uh, I mean, you see, like, all these shows and they all somewhat look kind of similar. I mean, like, uh, they're all in, like, in a studio and they're all, like, in a small little kind of thing. It, it kind of, like, uh, you know, it's all con- it's all seems a bit condensed, I think, in the way that yeah. it's produced. And it just makes me wonder, like, can they actually, with the, if that's the kind of budgeting that they're kind of going with their shows, can they actually do any better than any Dan Schneider show? Because it's kind of like, if anything, it's going to be kind of like a cookie cutter of a show, if anything. I mean, at least, yeah, I mean, at least with Pete and Pete and with, um, you know, Caitlin's Way, they at least, you know, did outdoor settings. And with Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, but wait, wasn't, know, wasn't, that like, wasn't that like in the 90s when kind of like TV shows didn't have budgets and things? And like, uh, you know, like the, all the TV, because like programming was just so ultra competitive, like everything just kind of like ran away. With like you know budgeting, so like you know American Gladiators was far more you know uh, uh, you know it was like you know in, like done in massive stadiums and things like that, including our Gladiators was done like that too. And also you know I told the story about Noel's House Party you know back in the day as well. And so, so like you know a lot of these shows that existed. This is the reason why I say that the nineties was a golden age in television because you know there was all these like ultra massive like shows that were going on. Like you know the Crystal Maze was huge. Like Gladiators was huge. Um, there was all like all these right these like massive big shows that were going on which had you know seems like like unlimited amounts of money being poured into them and then when it came towards the end of the 90s when you know when financial regulators started coming in they said you know oh hey all this spending's going to stop now and we're not going to you know we're going to do sensible things with tv so that you know all the executives can make tons and tons of money and then all of a sudden it became crap you know? yeah oh how ironic that crystal maze is actually going to be remade for nickelodeon yeah, it is, and so I mean, like uh, with, uh, I mean, I'm not seen many. I mean, looking at the, the modern Crystal Maze, it looks like it's been done far better than I think uh, I was expecting it to be. But uh, I mean, in regards to like anything else that they brought back recently, it just seems, to, it just doesn't seem all that, all that you know, reminiscent of what was, uh, what was there before. And, and this is the thing: I don't think it'll ever be like that again because you know, again, the uh, the, the guy operating the calculator is going to basically say you're only allowed to do a certain amount of things with this amount of money. Which, you know, I'm not saying it's not sensible, but at the same time, like, it kind of shows where you are as a company when you're having to watch the purse strings, you know, constantly. Uh, yeah, and that's not to say that, you know, nothing great or new has come out from any of these stations. No, of course not. I mean, there's a lot of great new shows that are out there. It's just that, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, making money and it's all about, like, you know... Uh, pleasing the corporations and uh, you know as somebody who is kind of familiar with the media industry I mean that's that's kind of like how it is it's all about like network mandates and all that stuff and trying to you know keep your shareholders happy and uh-huh. you know sometimes you know you have to um, you know deal with those kind of limitations I mean that's why people are going over to streaming sites because they have a lot more creative yeah, it just makes me wonder though. In regards to like uh, the streaming sites, you know, they're starting to produce their own original content, and you know, like YouTube's like a billion, <laughs> billion dollar corporation. Netflix is getting there too. It makes me wonder um, now that they're having all this like financial muscle. I mean, could they outperform like you know other companies and basically become the next dominant force in uh, in in TV pro, not TV programming, but obviously just in just doing shows. You know, like, absolutely. I mean, like, look where, you know, Netflix and Hulu and all these other, um, you know, streaming sites have done over the last few years. They're able to produce movies, TV shows, etc. that would have never aired on TV. Like, try to pitch BoJack Horseman to, like, Adult Swim or anything like that. It's about, like, it's about a horse who goes through severe depression as a washed-up has-been actor, they would have laughed you off. Well, Say, like, I mean, there's no way that... Keep in mind, Adult Swim is the, is the, uh, is the, TV, is the, is the TV slot that did Metalocalypse and, uh, you know, um, uh, Rick and I mean, Morty. Yeah, yeah, but, and, here's, uh, yeah, know, but here's the thing, like, 
like you know you know like not every so often that they get to choose that i mean like sure you know metalocalypse and you know the venture brothers and um you know rick and morty i mean like you know yeah absolutely you know those shows have done very well but you know general consensus for people who say like oh what is adult swim people will just say it's either like the place where you get to see family guy or futurama reruns or it's going to be that place that has like really cheap you know flash animated cartoons with lowbrow humor mm-hmm. so uh yeah i think uh, after that whole long debate i think we're going to go with um um i think uh, it was not uh, didn't that conversation just come out of like the the male tv star category <laughs> Yes, it did. So well. I mean, I know that Jace Norman's gonna win for sure. Yeah, like so, come on. Yeah, Jace, Jace Norman, I think is uh, probably gonna he's probably gonna do it. Anyway, we're halfway through the show. So uh, Patricia, do you want to uh, give some shout outs to your uh, social media handles? Sure. Uh, it is uh, facebookcom lane, YouTube.com com slash old school lane you can find me on twitter at patty underscore b underscore miranda you can listen to my podcast on anchor spotify mixcloud um apple podcast google podcast overcast and a whole bunch of other places so yeah just type in old school lane and uh you can be able to find uh, my podcast there where i do casual chats on mondays we're in between on tuesdays picks mix on wednesdays dream machine on thursdays and old school interviews on friday okay Okay, so we've got half an hour left in the show, so we'll just try and see if we can try and fire through these other eps- these other uh, categories. So uh, this is the film category, and so uh, this is the favourite movie category, which is uh, um, sort of like one of the main staples of Kids' Choice Awards, I guess you could say. Yes. Uh, yep. So the nominees are Aladdin, Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, Jumanji The Next Level, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Endgame. Done. Mm, I think Endgame, but keep in mind, like, um, Aladdin right now is Will Smith's best movie, financial-wise. I mean, whether people paid that money and came out and uh, thought, well, you know, hey, that wasn't all that great, or hey, maybe it was better than we thought, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I would say Avengers Endgame is going to be the winner. Yeah, yeah. And and Captain... Marvel has had a bit of a mixed bag. You know, some people like it, some people don't. Jumanji The Next Level, um, I haven't seen the movie, but you remember when we went to go see um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and there was the trailer for the sequel and everybody, and like there was a bunch of teenage girls who were below us. They were like freaking out. It's like, oh my God, the movie's coming out. It's like, really? This movie is really popular? Um, Well, yeah, like, I mean, the first movie actually did garner some good attention, apparently, but, and so there was obviously warranted for a sequel. Uh, from the looks of it, so uh, I mean, I personally prefer the one with okay, Robin. Yeah, Will- I, I prefer, prefer. I personally prefer the one with Robin Williams, but that's just me. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, same here. Yeah, so uh, let's and just see. Uh, uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Um, yeah, I haven't seen the movie, but I heard really good reviews of it, especially with Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio and Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. I've it, heard a lot of people uh, had mixed opinions with it. The, the, I would consider it now the weakest movie of the Star Wars, you know, movie series. I think The Rise of Skywalker. I've not seen it, but I've read reviews and it doesn't sound all that great. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, going again, what I was saying last week about like my four hour live stream talking about Avatar The Last Airbender, Nero went to go see this movie. And when the credits roll, he heard a lot of people yelling out in the theater, really? That's it? Mm -hmm. I feel so pissed off. I'm going to get my money back. So apparently there is a lot. A lot of people who didn't like the movie, so I'm I'm still gonna go with my uh, intuition. I'm gonna still say end. Yeah, well, uh, good luck getting your money back. You sat through it, so uh, that's uh, that's all I can say for you. Okay, so I think we're in agreement that Avengers Endgame is probably gonna be the uh, the winner for our favorite yep. movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, favorite movie actress. Uh, the nominees are Angelina Jolie uh, with uh, Maleficent, uh, Brie Larson for Carol Denvers and Captain Marvel in Captain Marvel. Uh, Yep. Um, Dove Cameron for Mal and Descendants 3. Scarlett Johansson in Avengers Endgame. Uh, Silas Swift, Sailor Swift in uh, Bombalunia? Oh, cat, sorry, Cats. Oh my god, Cats is in this? <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Uh, and then. <laughs> wow. Okay. okay well, we, we, know, we know who's going to lose. 
I think we, I think we both know who's going to lose this competition. But and then there's uh, Zendaya for who plays MJ in Spider-Man: Far From Home. So, oh um, my god! I, I think we're probably going to go with. I mean, uh, I mean, Scarlett Johansson's had a bit of a uh, bit of a jump back recently. So uh, maybe I could say maybe she could probably win it. Maybe. Yeah, I would say so too because Angelina Jolie. I heard people hated Maleficent Mistress of Evil. Some people even say that it is the worst live-action Disney remake. Well, I mean, it te- technically it's a sequel to a Disney remake, but they say it's even worse than the original Maleficent, from what I've heard. I, and, I would uh, argue that Maleficent is actually somewhat of an original movie because it's not based on... Well, it is based on Sleeping Beauty, but Sleeping Beauty is not, like, the main character, if you will. It's Maleficent. So, like... Yeah, exactly. uh, I, I would at least argue to say, oh, hey, they took a Disney villain and gave her her own movie. You know, like, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of weird, though. It's kind of like saying, like, uh, oh, hey, here's Jafar, you know, the movie. Like, I guarantee you that won't make any money. But, uh, I mean, like, uh, in regards to, like, that, I would say at least they sort of kind of moved away from the Disney remake, you know, debacle, I think, in that regard. But, yeah, uh, when something fails this badly, like, you know, I think uh, they need to, Disney needs to go back to the drawing board, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, apparently, it, it hasn't... It- it didn't fail as horribly in the box office as Cats, but as just as like disregard. Yeah, and mind you, I don't think Angelina Jolie will miss a blimp all that much. I think she's got plenty of them. I think in the, in the last yeah, couple exa- of years, she was Laura Croft yeah. for crying out loud. Uh, but uh, that's true. Yeah, so I think she'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Dove Cam. I, I haven't seen any of the Descendants movies, to be quite honest. I mean, I know about them, but I've never seen any of them, so I can't really say anything. Mm. And um. You know, Zendaya for Spider-Man Far From Home. You know, uh, again, I haven't seen the movie, but I heard good things about it. And Cats, just, oh, God, no. Why is this no. here? Did, did, did Nickelodeon miss, like, the whole uh, the whole shebang of, like, the hatred that was being poured into this movie? This thing was pulled from the Oscars because they knew it was that bad. And right now, it's currently, like, just so many nominations in the Razzies that it's probably going to walk away with the majority of them. Yeah, and you know, I th- and you know, from what I've read on social media, it's like, you know, it was the movie that you know failed in the box office because nobody saw it. Yet at the same time, everybody saw it because they wanted to see how, how bad terrible it, actually it was. was. Yeah, and uh, I just thought, you know, guys, you're part of the problem. I'm sorry, you are part of the problem if you did that. But uh, mind you, I mean, I'm a bit of a hypocrite saying that because sooner or later, you know, you and I are gonna have to do the Sonic the Hedgehog review. <laughs> And uh, so, so we're down the line. We're gonna have to go see that, but uh, you know, uh, sure. We'll, we'll let you guys know about that when it happens. So, anyway, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, favorite movie actor. The nominees are Chris Evans, uh, who plays Captain America. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, who is in Four as the Avengers Endgame, and also plays Agent H in uh, Men in Black International. Dwayne Johnson, who plays Hobbs in Fast and Furious, and also uh, does Jumanji: The Last Level. Has also been nominated for that too. Uh, actually, this is interesting. Actually, you know, favorite movie actor. It's the only like um, unlike other like because we in the Oscars like you have to be. It's a you have to be nominated with an actor and a movie that they were obviously nominated in. You can't actually like say, "Oh, hey, here's this actor and uh, who's who's nominated for uh, an Oscar," but uh, he, he not only did he star in this movie, he started in other movies too. So like, um, uh, I, mean, I guess the reason why is because it came out in the same year. I guess so, but you know, it, like, wouldn't you think it would help that you know you would say like, "Oh, hey, um, here's a nomination for an actor," but not only has he got this, but he's also got other bodies of work that you can refer to to make him the like the award of the the winner of the Oscar for that year, you know? Exactly. Like, like for example, in one of the nominations here is Will Smith, and he has it for the Genie and Aladdin. They don't mention the. Well, they don't mention anything else, no. But, I mean, like, in regards to um, the... I mean, well, I mean, obviously, you're putting movies forward that you want to be nominated for. I mean, that, that, that's the idea. Like, I mean, he's, he's done some other... I'm sure he's done some other movies that uh, haven't done all that well, and uh, but uh, that's, that's you can just neglect them, so don't worry too much about that. I think it's more like the movies that kind of act in your favor, not the ones that act against you, but that's just me. Um, mm-hmm. So, in regards to who's going to win it, I think... Think, uh, uh, I mean, like, uh, I mean, Dwayne Johnson's kind of like, you know, the highest paid actor in in Hollywood right now. So, like, uh, I mean, I could say that he could probably win this. I probably imagine everyone maybe. loves Dwayne Johnson, or, or maybe you know, yeah, I, yeah, Dwayne Johnson's a really good. Or maybe it could be um, either Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth for Endgame. Yeah, I, I don't know, like, uh, Dwayne Johnson, I mean, I know it's kind of really weird to tie in, but uh, are you aware that he's uh, interested in running for president in 2024? 
Yeah, I, I've heard about yeah, that. Yeah, so maybe maybe he might use this as like I mean, I, I know he sounds stupid, but I mean like uh, maybe he might look at this and think this is a popularity contest which involves voting. Like you know, he made me look at that and think this is how I'm doing with the public right now. You know, like uh, obviously it's nothing to do with political stuff like that. I think it's just basically based on pure likability. Like uh, I know that's stupid political commentary, but it's just it's just in my mind at the minute, really. So yeah, yeah. Um, favorite right. anyway, favorite superhero. Uh, the nominees are Brie Larson uh, for uh, Captain uh, Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel also Avengers Endgame. Uh, Chris Evans for Captain America and also Avengers Endgame. Chris Hemsworth also for Thor in Avengers Endgame. Uh, Roger Downey Jr. for Iron Man in Avengers Endgame. Scarlett Johansson for Black Widow in Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Tom Holland in uh, for Spider Man, Spider Man Far From Home, and Spider Man and Spider Man Avengers Endgame. Like you know, it's like. Uh, um, yeah, no DC superheroes. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman. Um, you know, uh, let's see. Well, I mean, Disney, no, Disney oh, um, must be. No, 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 no Jason Momoa for Aquaman. My God, yeah, I mean, nope. Disney executives must be smiling ear to ear that Warner Brothers have basically just been shoved out of a Nickelodeon, you know, uh, you know, you might like this is a neutral venue for them, pretty much the Nickelodeon, you know, Kids Choice Awards. So like, uh, but you know, like that, whoever wins it, you know, basically, you know, Disney's won it, <laughs> pretty much. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so I guess. Um, who are we gonna go with? Like, uh, I mean, uh, I say all of them. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, like, I, it's really hard to say because, I mean, for those who have actually seen Avengers Endgame, like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is the one who stole the show as Iron Man. Hmm. I think he probably might win it then. Maybe. So. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We'll find out. So anyway, we'll go with Robert Downey Jr. on that one. And so uh, the next one in our long list of nominations uh, is the favorite animated movie. And so, oh my goodness, is there ones here? Um, the nomina- nominations are Frozen 2, The Angry Birds Movie 2, uh, The Lego Movie 2, the second part, uh, The Lion King, uh, which now apparently is being accepted as an animated film. So, okay. Um, the Secret Life of Pets 2 and Toy Story 4. Isn't this really sad, Aaron? Every... Every single one of these movies is either a sequel or a remake. There is no original movies in there. So Klaus isn't in there. Missing Link isn't in there. And, um, you know, like any other of the other movies that came out in 2019 aren't in there. But I've already mentioned this before when we talked about Frozen 2 in our podcast that... 2019 was a really weak year for animated movies. I mean, Frozen 2 and Toy Story 4 are going to be like the biggest contenders out there because Missing Link bombed horribly in the box office because apparently nobody likes, you know, um, I mean, Lyco is essentially like box office poison. Like every single one of their movies that they've released have been failures with the exception of Coraline. And then there's like, uh, you know, Klaus, which was a Netflix movie, but it's essentially become like a Christmas staple from what I've heard. And from, you know, I've seen the movie too, and it's amazing, by the way. And, uh, you know, uh, let's see, Angry Birds 2. I mean, like, nobody's going to remember that movie other than it's the movie that housed the Oscar winning short Hair Love. Yeah, that's the only reason why people are going to bring it up. It's like, that's the movie where, you know, Hair Love came from. And then Lego Movie Part 2, um, I, you know, I, I heard some good things about it, but I heard it was not as good as the original. And yeah. Warner Brothers pretty much just gave up on it, and now they're now Paramount has the rights to it. Secret Life of Pets 2, once again, another Illumination movie that just plays it safe. Lion King 2 has is the highest grossing animated movie of all time, and yet people hate it because it's just a shot for shock of the original. And and then there's Toy Story 4, which we did talk about in the episode of Picks Mix that we did like the movie, but we're still debating on whether it does justify its existence. Mm-hmm. So, um, in regards to like how, who's going to win this, I think uh, dare I say maybe it's going to be maybe it's going to be the Lion King. I think that's probably going to walk away with it. Maybe. Oh wow! Okay. Mm. I I've, I saw the Lion King remake on Disney Plus the other day, and uh, I mean it's just a little slower and doesn't pack in the emotional punch as the animated movie and it's kind of sad because you know i do know people out there that are going to watch these live action movies because they're going to think that animation is for kids like you know i know 
well, I mean, I worked with someone. I'm not going to say who it is, and I'm not going to say from where. But, you know, I was working on this, uh, you know, project that's going to be on TV. Uh, I can't say what it is. But, you know, this person was saying, I watched the Lion King live action movie, and I thought it was fantastic. And, you know, and I thought I think it was better than the animated movie because, like, at least with the live action movie, you could take it more seriously. I am not joking. That is literally what that person said. Oh, jeez. Like, I mean, like, was there, was there any, like, um, I mean, like, I mean, was there any, like, anything that kind of, like, would compare the Lion King to, I don't know, like, Game of Thrones or, like, uh, anything, like, anything at all that kind of, like, would say, oh, hey, there's more adult content in here compared to what I would have saw with the cards, with the animated, with the animated movie. You know, like, anything at know. all. Well, if you don't know. I, I mean, like, I, I mean, I don't know. It's like. You know the you know the Western um, countries. You know, like here in the United States and others. You know, they tend to see animation as kid stuff. More places like Japan and France and the United Kingdom and other places treat animation as like it, it's a medium that can be attracted for both kids and adults. Like yeah. there, it's not like it, you know, like you know Wallace and Gromit or any of the Studio Ghibli movies or you know the likes of the Triplets of Belleville or or even Ireland where they have like the Secret of Kells and Song of the Sea. Like those are beautiful movies that anybody can watch but you know here in america it's like animation is either for kids we need to make it like colorful and loud or it's for adults where we have to make it like filled with curse words and gross outs uh-huh and uh, actually i was looking at uh, the um angry birds movie too who actually makes that? oh columbia pictures make that okay then that's fine yeah columbia pictures yeah yeah and so basically i'm just looking here so we got a disney movie a columbia pictures movie a warner brothers movie a disney movie again a illumination studios movie and another disney pixar movie you know like uh, a nickelodeon yeah. have not made one thing yeah they didn't make any i mean exactly like the only here's the thing they did make an animated movie in 19 that was wonder park wonder park bombed at the box office and it got seriously negative review mm -hmm. like it you know for people they said that if it wasn't for um you know uh, um what was that movie uh the playmobil movie and um what was it like that oh crap that um uh, Arctic Dogs. There we go. Arctic yeah. Dogs. My jeez. If it wasn't for those two movies, which were like you know, Arctic Dogs was the same company that did you know the the Norm of the North movies, and once again they did the stupid decision of releasing a movie that was clearly made for direct to video into theaters and made like it was like the lowest grossing movie in the opening weekend and then playmobil was like hold my beer i'm gonna make even less movie than you and it was essentially trying to cap in on the popularity of the lego movie so if it wasn't for those two movies wonder park would have been the worst animated movie of that year and i guess nickelodeon decided to sweep it under the rug because if it did much better that movie would have been nominated but here's the thing wonder park is going to be made into an animated series for nickelodeon which i haven't heard such a backwards decision like that since barnyard in which is it was a movie that made decent money but it was had severely mixed to negative reviews and yet they made a tv series so whatever mm -hmm. Okay, so um, I guess we're going with, I mean, we're reluctantly going with The Lion King with this one, but uh, I mean, like, uh, who knows? Maybe Frozen 2 could, like, sweep under it and probably take the take the blimp, but uh, I mean, like... Uh yeah, I mean, like, for sure. I think that Frozen 2 is better than The Lion King remake. As for if Frozen 2 is better than Toy Story 4, I mean, we saw both of those movies. I mean, like, what would you choose, Frozen 2 or Toy Story 4? Um, I would definitely choose Toy Story 4. Like uh, you yeah, know, yeah, same Fro here. Frozen Two exists to sell merchandise. I think actually that's just me. That's just me. Like I mean, like uh, I mean, what did it do? Like it elevated um, Princess Anna to Queen Anna, and it elevated uh, uh, Queen Elsa to God. I mean, like uh, that's pretty much what it did. So like uh, I mean, that's uh, yeah. I mean, like I don't know what they're they going to do with the Frozen Three. Uh, you know, I should have mm -hmm. think of the uh, thoughts of what they're going to do with that, but uh, you know, who knows? All right, yeah. Let's let's just move on. Okay, favorite female voice from an animated movie. Uh, the nominations are Beyonce from The Lion King, uh, Adina Mazel from El who's Elsa from Frozen Two, Kristen Bell who's Anna from Frozen Two, uh, Tiffany Haddish who is uh, The Secret Life of Pets Two, and the Lego Movie Two, the second part, uh, just in general, apparently. 
So, uh, oh, no, 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 hang on. So oh, Tiffany, wow, only just... Oh. Tiffany, sorry, Tiffany Haddish is actually also being quote, being uh, nominated for the Lego Movie 2, the second part. So she was in she was in all three, basically. Oh, okay then. Um, I mean, I, I, mean I, I haven't seen The Secret Life of Pets 2 or the Lego Movie 2, the second part. So uh, I don't know how well Tiffany Haddish performed as that. I'm just going to flat out and say Beyonce. <laughs> she was kind of dull as Nala. I yeah. mean, like, you see, Nala was supposed to be a character where, you know, she started off as, like, this playful, naive uh, character. And then, you know, when she became an adult, she approached Simba saying, you have to live up to your responsibilities to become King of Pride Rock. That's supposed to be a really powerful role. And Beyonce just doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. yeah um, and, so uh, I'm going to go so with... I'm going to go with, um, I think, you know, give me Kristen Bell. You know, we give Frozen 2 a lot of flack, but, uh, I mean, like, Kristen Bell, when uh, she was, like, comforting Olaf as he was, like, dying, like, I would have thought, hmm, okay, let's, uh, no, that uh, was gave some, like, emotion into her uh, into her performance. So I think Kristen Bell did somewhat of a good job. I mean, Beyonce, if we're going to say she's dull as Nala, I think she's, uh, I mean, that's uh, that's it. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's Beyonce. So I probably imagine people are just going to vote because of her. Maybe so. Yeah, uh, exactly, it is a popularity yeah. contest. Unfortunately, people, isn't it? I don't think it's based on any like any. I think at least the majority of of votes, I think, uh, are not based on like too much merit. I don't think. But uh, yeah, so let's get. We're going to say that probably. I'm going to say I hope Kristen Bell kind of wins it, but uh, at the same time, I think Beyonce is probably going to walk away with it. Maybe just because she's Beyonce. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's let next. Okay. Uh, okay, favorite fe- male voice from an animated movie. Uh, the nominees are Chris Pratt from uh, The Lego Movie 2, uh, Josh Gad, of, who's Olaf in Frozen 2, uh, Kevin Hart, who is Snowball in Secret Life of Pets 2, and Tom Hanks, who is Woody in Toy Story 4. Um, I'm going to try to s- say it's either a tie between Josh Gad or Tom Hanks because when we saw Frozen 2 in theaters, we laughed at the Olaf parts. I mean, Olaf was probably our favorite thing about yeah, them. Yeah, I was like, yeah, Olaf got us straight. Unbelievably, you know, when we first looked at Olaf in the first Frozen movie, we thought this is going to be a loud and obnoxious character. But no, uh, Josh Gad performed him brilliantly as this uh, kind of like, just this kind of, you know, calm goofball, if anything. And, uh, you know, and then he did the same, he did somewhat the same thing again in, in, uh, in this one, but he was kind of like just uh, kind of more making fun of where we were. I think a little bit like he remember when he was like telling the whole story of like the first movie, and like we were just all kind of like sat there, and he was just like, "Oh my god, he's getting, he's actually saying how ridiculous this all is." He's actually, it's almost like he's on our side a little bit with playing Olaf. So yeah, I think uh, I think Josh Gad, I think definitely would probably be, be, be a favorite, I think, in this. But, and uh, but you know, it's, it wouldn't surprise me if Tom Hanks, you know, he's a name, so it wouldn't surprise me if he's like to walk away with it too. So, and... Uh, I mean, yeah, Tom Hanks, you know, once again, does a phenomenal job as Woody. He plays the, you know, the heartfelt, serious, yet hilarious uh, role once again. And, you know, he goes through a massive um, change in the movie. You know, he's not being played as much of with Bonnie. He, you know, helps Forky out and, um, you know, he reunites with Bo. So you, he goes through a ton of emotions in this movie. Yeah. So, I, I, was I, about mean, to, I, I was about say to that, say, I was about to say, I hope, I wish he was kind of like also kind of like nominated on uh, for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. But then I realized, I don't think A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is much of a kids, much of a family orientated movie, I don't think. so. <laughs> yeah, but well, well, Stranger Things is in there. So I don't think that really, you know, gives an excuse. Okay, that, that rules out the window then. Okay, well, uh, it's, it's Wild West as far as we're concerned. But um, yeah. Okay, so we're going with Josh Gad, I think. And uh, with Tom yeah. Hanks coming a close second. I think we're probably mm-hmm. saying okay. Um, music, and so uh, we're going to go with favorite female artist, and the nominees are Ariana Grande, Beyonce, Billie Eilish, Katy Perry, Selena Gomez, and Taylor Swift. Uh, huh. <laughs> okay, well, while you're making your mind up, I think Billie Eilish is going to take it. Yeah, I I think so too. Yeah, even yeah. though that there, you know, that not a lot of people like. Yeah, Ariana Grande. I don't even know. She's uh, starring in that uh, TV special that Jim Carrey's doing. Uh, what's it called? It's one where he's like he's uh, basically playing like um, I think uh, I can't remember what he's actually called. It's like he's playing a uh, like a, a host of like a kids show, and like uh, uh, Ariana Grande is going to be like uh, like a fairy in it, and uh, they're basically just going to be making fun of like the whole kids, you know, you yeah, know studio yeah, yeah. genre. So uh, yeah, so uh, I hope she does well in that because yeah, Ariana Grande, she's my uh, 
Mancunian sister. So, like, uh, you know, cause, uh, that's all cool. So, but uh, I think Billie Eilish is probably going to take it. She's on a roll right now, I think. And uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you would have thought that, you know, where she first got started was in Zoe 101. I mean, she is one of the prime examples of an actress or an actor that was on a Nickelodeon show and then just blew up into mainstream popularity after she left. Like, she was in Zoe 101 and Sam and Cat. And, you know, after she left to do her singing career, her popularity just, like, expanded. Like, everybody knows who Ariana well, I mean, uh, she's up there alongside no, with, like... No, 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 babe, 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 I think I, think I could out just then. I didn't say Ariana Grande was going to win. I said Billie, Billie Eilish was going to win. No, 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 I know. I'm just talking about, like, you know, Ariana Grande's, you know, transition from being a Nickelodeon to being a huge, um, you know, famous star. That's what oh, I was okay, saying. Okay, sorry, I think you could out just then, so I think we missed the beginning of that. But, uh, I mean, so, yeah. Okay, I mean, okay, yeah I'll, I'll, just like, say it, I'll just say it again, you know. So, I was saying, like, you know, Ariana Grande is one of the prime examples of a person who started off in Nickelodeon, and then after she left, she became massively popular. She is up there with, with like, you know, uh, Melissa Joan Hart and Kenan Thompson, in which, like, you know, they you know, did a whole bunch of bigger and better things after they left. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, we've got about... Um, oh, we've got about only a couple of minutes left in the show, so uh, we'll try and breeze through these other ones. So, uh, uh, favorite male artist, the nominees are Ed Sheeran, Justin Bieber, Little Nas X, uh, Marshmallow, Post Malone, and uh, Shawn Mendes. And uh, I hope Post Malone wins. Yeah, me too. Okay, and so, uh, cool. Um, favorite music group, uh, the nominees are BTS, Fall Out Boy, Jonas Brothers, Maroon 5, Panic at the Disco, and the Chainsmokers. Ooh, that's really tough. I, I mean, BTS has become really popular over the years, and, and uh, you know, also the Jonas Brothers made their huge comeback, and uh, Maroon 5 is still really popular. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to say. Yeah, okay. I think I'll probably go with uh, hmm, that's a, that's an interesting one. I think I'll put, given the fact I don't listen to any of their music, I think I'll go with none of the above. Finally, <laughs> yes, none of the above. None of the Finally, above. okay. Um, favorite song: the nominees are Seven Rings" by Ariana Grande, "Bad Guy" by Billie Eilish, uh, "Memories" Maroon Five, "Old Town Road" by Little Nas X, "Sucker" by Jonas Brothers, and "You Need to Calm Down" by Taylor Swift. You know, uh, there's one song I actually like from Billie Eilish, and that's "You Can See Me in a Crown," and I think it's really underrated as a song. And uh, I'm, I'm, uh -huh. I'm, I'm you know, but uh, I can understand why it's probably not been nominated for anything. But uh, you know, Billie Eilish is uh, you know my my favorite, so I think uh, right now, so I think uh, "Bad Guy." I think he's probably going okay, to then. win it for me. And, you know, Seven Rings, I mean, like, uh, it's not as good as God is a Woman, like, uh, as far as I'm concerned. So Seven Rings isn't really that all that all that my favorite Ariana Grande yeah. song, really. So, yeah. Uh, favorite, okay. mo favorite movie collaboration. Uh, the nominees are 10,000 Hours with Justin Bieber and San and Shay. Um, I Don't Care by Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. Me by Tyler Swift, including uh, Brendan Urie. Uh... Gold Town Road remix uh, uh, by Little Lies X uh, featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. Um, what a combination! Senorita <laughs> <laughs> uh, by Shawn Mendes and uh, Camilo Carbello. Oh, I like that song. Um, Sunflower by Post Malone and, Sw and Sway Lee. Yeah, and we heard that song because it was featured in Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like Sunflower, so uh, I'll go with that one. Me too. Okay, and uh, Senorita is quite nice, though. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe certain new reads I probably might win. I don't know. But uh, okay. yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, favorite breakout new artist. Um, the nominees are City Girls, Da Baby, Louis Capaldi, uh, Little Nas X, uh, Lizzo, and uh, Megan Three Stallion. I tell you what, Little Nas X has featured quite a lot in some of these categories. I think they're hoping he's going to win a blimp. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's either going to be him or Lizzo because Lizzo is all actually making a huge splash in the music news. Okay, so uh, well, I'll give her a listen on Spotify and see what I think. So uh, we'll do. Sure. Um, okay. Favorite global music star. The nominees are BTS, uh, Doja Lipa, uh, J Balvin, uh, Rosalia, uh, Show Majosi, uh, Taylor Swift, and uh, Tones and I. I'm gonna choose BTS. Mm, I think probably yeah. I think yeah, BTS. yeah, because BTS is well. Is huge. I would make make an argument for Tones and I because uh, her her Dance Monkey song's been on the radio all the time, all I, the time. So, I have not heard that song. Uh, I don't think you want it, babe. It's keep your sanity and uh, you know while you still have it. 
as far as I'm concerned. But uh, yeah. B- it, okay, B- BTS then. <laughs> okay, BTS. So uh, we'll go with both with that to, to save. But, uh, you know, I've already been psychologically damaged and Patricia is not. So well, that's the difference between me and her, apparently. So, uh, okay. Well, I mean, that, I mean, that's what happens when you live in two different countries. Yeah, exactly. So, um, right. okay, we're going to go, we're going to breeze through other categories because these are the categories that aren't really all that big and we don't really know all the answers for them, to be honest with you. So, uh, favorite me, favorite male social star. The nominees are Coyote Peterson, uh, David Dubrick, uh, Dolan Twins, Dude Perfect, Mr. Beast, and Ryan's World. Oh, I thought it was none of these World people. Win, if Ryan's World wins, I'm going to just be disappointed. You remember Ryan's toy review that, you know, the eight-year-old, you know, who had this massive YouTube channel and, you know, he's like one of the biggest money makers. He makes more money than PewDiePie nowadays. Okay. And he has his own TV show on Nickelodeon. I hope he doesn't win. Okay, But well, I know he is. Yeah, none of the above. And as, for, and, as, and as for Mr. Beast, I mean, the only thing I know about him is that, you know, he recently made, like, a foundation, like, you know, depending on how much money they, you know, that they donate, he'll, you know, go give it to a foundation that plants trees. But I want to say none of the above. So none of the above, once again. None of the above. Okay. Favorite female so- social star. The nominees include Annie LeBlanc, uh, Emma Chamberlain, uh, Lily Singh, uh, Lisa Koshy, uh, Miranda Sings, and Merle Twins. Well, at least we know who Liza Koshy is because, you know, she was the, you know, one of the hosts, uh, she was the host of Double Dare alongside with Mark Summers. But I don't know who any of these other people are. So, I mean, I guess I'll just choose Liza. I think Liza probably. Oh, do, you, do you think this is the one they're setting her up for like, hey, she's the winner of the blimp and let's put in, let's put in all these people that people have never heard of? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. I probably. think they're, they're setting her up for a blimp win. I think that's what they're doing there. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Favorite gamer. The nominees include Dan TDM, Gamer Girl, Ninja, Preston Plays, and uh, SS Sniper Wolf. I'm just going to go with Preston Plays because it has Preston in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who any of these people are. I mean, the only reason why I know about Ninja is because of. You know, that, that was that uh, statement that made a few years ago about, like, you know, I don't play with uh, females on Twitch because, you know, I don't want to get, like, suckered into, like, you know, because I have a girlfriend and, you know, I don't want to play with other girls, you know, thinking that, you know, it'll be like I'm cheating on them. And I think he also said a few days ago, like, about how, you know, gamers, sh- you know, are taking losing, you know, way yeah. too seriously. Or- oh, my goodness. Preston Plays does, uh, oh, he does, uh, he does uh, Let's Plays on uh, Minecraft games. How original. Like, you know, like, <laughs> is that about what the other billion people do on Twitch? Uh, anyway, okay, so... I, 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 this is my none of the above. Yeah, I'll go none of the above as well. But uh, uh, just for a laugh, i probably vote for Preston Plays. <laughs> okay, uh, favorite, favorite video game. The nominees include Fortnite, Mario Kart Tour, Minecraft, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I think Smash Brothers. Oh, uh, I think my it's either going to be between Minecraft and Fortnite, knowing how fickle some people are in in, in that era genre I, of video game. I'm, I'm choosing I'm choosing Smash Ultimate because I mean I, I I played that game just recently and it's amazing. Like I I played like all these Smash Brothers games. I played the N64 one. I played Melee. I played. Bur- and I briefly played the Wii U version when I was in the convention, but Smash Ultimate is just awesome. Like I, I played it at a party the other day, and it is so much fun getting to play as Mega Man and and Simon Belmont and um, all these like amazing characters that I've always wanted to see in a in a Smash Brothers game. So yeah, I'm gonna choose Ultimate, like hands down. I'm Fortnite, I. I'm just checking out Mario I'm Kart sorry. Tour. I've never uh, actually seen like uh, I never really paid attention to like you know the uh, the Nintendo mobile okay, I, games. I've, 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 I, I, yeah, I heard Mario Kart Tour didn't do very well. I think there was like a ton of complaint about like microtransactions and that the game crashed and it didn't perform very well. So I'm surprised that it's even there. Very similar to how we're surprised that Cats was even. No. Yeah, I think this is going to be more examples for like for you know Miyamoto to just kind of turn around to everybody and say, look, don't do mobile games, just stick with what we know. Like you know, I think. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, you know, a, a game that I'm surprised that isn't on this nomination, and even though it came here, Yoshi's Woolly World. Like, where is that in, in the game? It's a family-friendly game. Yeah, I guess it's uh, well, I guess it's not as popular as uh, for Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards, really. Like, uh, you know, it's. Uh, um, like, uh, yeah. How funny would it be if Doom Eternal turned up next year? 
<laughs> like, nominees are, and then just wow. a, shows a doom slayer just a, slicing off a demon's head. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised that Minecraft is in this list. I mean, Minecraft came out like over almost a decade ago, and it's still being nominated. Yeah, it's like the SpongeBob of video games. Pretty much, yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess um, I guess we're gonna go with uh, I know Fortnite or Minecraft's gonna win, but I wish Smash Brothers Ultimate would win. To be honest with you, me too. Like this, I yeah. want it to win so badly. Yeah. Um. What do you think of? Uh, I'm trying to think who the new characters are gonna be announced for the game. I understand they, they're gonna be getting some characters from Undertale in the game, from what I last understood. So that's that's the last uh, news yeah. I heard. Yeah, they're probably gonna put in like Papyrus or Sands or Undyne and. Or I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and uh, you know, it was funny. I was I was listening to an interview for Doom Eternal, and uh, one of the talks that apparently that they had at E3 apparently was getting Doom Slayer into the Smash Brothers game, and so good that. luck. Well, I know, mean, like you know, ID ID Software and Doom do sorry, ID Software and Nintendo do go way back. So like, uh, yeah, there was some yeah, you know, true. there was some uh, you know uh, you know unhappiness with them uh, changing up the uh, the the. Uh, Super Nintendo game to make it more, you know, you know, less gory. I understand that, but uh, at the end of the day, like it was still a popular port for uh, for Doom. So, uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just rounding off. Uh, favorite social media. Sorry, favorite social music star. The nominees include Asher Angel, Blanco Brown, Johnny Orlando, JoJo Siwa, Mackenzie Ziegler, and Max and Harvey. And uh, no doubt, this is probably just uh, another uh, wretched category for JoJo Siwa. Basically, to claim claim another blimp. None of the above. None of the above, yeah. Okay, favorite female That's it. favorite female sports star. The nominees include Alex Morgan, Lindsay Vaughn, Megan uh, Rapinzo, uh, uh, Naomi Osaka, uh, Serena Williams, and uh, Simone Biles. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to probably say Serena Williams. Okay, I'd probably say Serena Williams as well. Well, oh, yeah, they're still popular, though. That's the thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> You know she's a you know she's even talks about like retiring this so yeah um, so that should be interesting. I retired on a blimp. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and finally the last uh, category we have is favorite male sports star, and the nominees include Cristiano Ronaldo, LeBron James, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Sean White, Stephen Curry, and Tom Brady. And uh, you know what? And uh, this might sound. A bit. I mean, like, given the fact that we've recently lost Kobe Bryant, I would have just given it, given it to him as a posthumous award. I would have thought, like, you know, just scrap the male sports star and just like say, oh, hey, we've uh, lost Kobe Bryant this year, and uh, you know, let's uh, as as a as a as an honorary gesture, let's give it, let's posthumously give it to him. But uh, yeah, that would that would be really nice. But if I had to choose, it would probably either be Lebr- LeBron James. <laughs> so I'm just filling in the okay. gaps for everybody. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, so, um, I would go with probably, maybe I will go with LeBron James because he's so huge and uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, I mean, like uh, he's had some scandals recently and so I think probably he won't get it. I don't think, but, and also he's not probably not that well known. I think in America as he is, you know, in, uh, in, in, he's more well known in Europe, but he's not all that, all that well, I think well known in America. So I think he probably won't really get in with it really, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, LeBron James it is. And with that being it, uh, that is the whole shebang of uh, the Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Awards. So. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely be talking about the winners when Kids' Choice Awards uh, airs next month and see how that turns out. Cool. But uh, for the meantime, that is it for our show. Thank you very much for listening to Aaron and Patricia. If you want to find me on fa- Twitter, it's twitter.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show. Facebook.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show. Uh, if you want to find me on tw- Tumblr, it's aaronmeta.tumblr.com. And if you want to find me on Instagram, it's also at Aaron Meta Show. Uh, you can find this uh, podcast available on uh, Apple Podcasts, on uh, Player FM, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, and also on Radio Holic as well, and also various other places. And if there's a podcast feed, which we, a podcast, uh, station that we have not shouted out please let us know who it is and uh, we will shout them out on the show so so for me Aaron and Patricia take care and bye for now see you next week <laughs>